This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message entitled Anchored. Well, let's go ahead and pray. And Father, thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're going to do. I ask you, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us today clearly. We want to hear from you. We want to know you. And we want more, more of you. I thank you for what I felt in this house already. I thank you that I know that you are here and you are moving among us. Now blow on us afresh and anew. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, this message this morning, Anchored, comes from Romans chapter 8, verse number 6. We're going to be working our way, uh, continuing through Romans 8 here for a little while, and I'm excited about all that God has done and what He's already done in this service this morning. Now, I want to go ahead and apologize because, like I said, I'm a little fired up this morning. Uh, It's just, I feel it, okay? And so, Romans chapter 8, verse number 6 says, For the mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set, say that way, the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. It's time for somebody to set their minds this morning. God wants your mind set. Now over to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. We're talking about having our mind set on something. Well, here we find what we can have our mind set upon. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 says, this hope. Now come on, help me with that. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. This hope is a strong and trustworthy what? Anchor for our souls. Praise God. Well, you know, this time of year, what's happening, the, the retailers, they're trying to get their end, end of the year, and they're trying to set it up so that, I may be in trouble now, I'm not looking at her, but uh, 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 they're trying to set it up so that you spend the last of your money that you managed to have after Christmas on end-of-the-year deals. What they're using is a technique that's called the anchoring effect, okay? The anchoring effect, which simply relies upon the fact that our minds become focused heavily on the first fact, first price, or first impression, So once we anchor to it, it becomes the baseline for our decision making. Let me just give you an example from my own life. We decided we wanted a new nativity set this year. Ours was all broken and it just didn't make it through the the childhood years at our home. And so we decided we wanted a new nativity set. So we went nativity set shopping. Anybody in here been nativity set shopping lately? We started looking, $175, $300, $700, and I just didn't feel led that we needed a nativity set anymore after that. But I started watching, and as I started watching, something started happening the closer we got to Christmas. 20% off, 40% off, 50% off, 60% off, 60% off, I'm ready to start looking again. I was so excited about my deal that I found. I found a beautiful, beautiful nativity set. By the time of all of the percents off, I paid $29.99. I was like, whoo, I came home like a champion. I was feeling good until I started studying the anchoring effect. 
And when I started studying the anchoring effect, I realized that I had been anchored right into a bad deal. Because the anchoring effect tells me that I was looking at the top price. And I was thinking, man, I, I'm beating the man by getting it for this price. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I was so excited about that. But then as I was thinking about this effect, I looked at my beautiful nativity set and I realized that what I'd paid $29.99 for and thought I had stolen it from them was really worth about $6.99 in material. What had happened was I didn't look at the actual value. I looked at the anchoring effect of where it started and I thought I was getting such a good deal and I did get a, a good deal. I got what I wanted, but I realized that I had fallen for one of the oldest tricks in the book. Now, I don't know about you, but some of you may be like me and you may be easily reeled in by this sales tactic. If you do get stuck with an anchoring effect, please don't feel so bad about it. The problem's been here since the very beginning of time. This is the effect that the serpent used in the garden. Instead of reminding them about all of the trees that they could partake of and the tree of life which was theirs to partake of, the enemy got their mind focused on what they couldn't receive. And so their mind stayed anchored to that problem. You see, our minds are going to anchor somewhere. We're going to put our anchor down into something. And whatever that is that's painting that picture for us, it will catch who we are because anchoring is a powerful tool. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I think most of you are, that most of your battles are actually won or lost in your mind. If you know that, can I get an amen? So where you drop your anchor will dictate then what the outcome of that battle is going to be. If the battle is won with where you set your mind to, where you begin to think on, then what you're thinking on is going to determine what you do with that situation. In the passage from Hebrews, we read of a good anchor that's a good place to be. It says that this hope is an anchoring place. Can I get an amen for that? This hope is an anchoring place for you. And if we are given a good anchor of hope, we realize that when we are anchored in hope, when we face life's troubles and we face life's problems, that when those, all those things begin to happen around us, being anchored in hope, we move through them and beyond. If we anchor in despair, we're stuck looking at the situations around us. We're stuck looking at the problems. We're stuck looking at the struggles. We are only seeing what we're anchored to. But if you're anchored to hope, let me just make sure you understand this. Hope will cause you to float th uh, through the waters. Hope will bring you through. And we need to anchor to something better. Can I get an amen this morning? So what do we anchor to? We need to learn to anchor to those things that move us forward. Now here's an interesting thing about an anchor. An anchor not only holds you in place, but an anchor can be used in treacherous waters. It's called credging, actually. And what they will do with an anchor is they will throw that anchor out in the shallow waters and pull themselves, uh, the, knowing the depth of how far the anchor has, has sunk to the bottom. And they will measure that and they will realize whether or not the boat can safely navigate through those things because the anchor gives them guidance. Let me tell you something. When you anchor your life in Jesus Christ, man, I feel this. When you anchor your life in Jesus Christ and the hope that is in Christ, even though the life may throw you dangerous waters and rapids and struggles, you throw, you're throwing that hope out there going, I'm going to make it because of Jesus. I'm going to come through because of the love of Jesus Christ. 
Man, I feel this this morning, and, and, and I'm not even sorry for being excited this morning because I'm fired up because I get to preach to you about the power of where to anchor your mind. You've had your mind anchored in garbage and junk far too long. It's time for you to shake yourself and say, I will win this battle because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. The same Holy Ghost that I felt all over me this morning wants to move in your life and change who you are. Can I get an amen? Praise God. I'm determined y'all going to preach as much as me this morning. Amen. You see... We have to make a decision to anchor ourselves in the promises of God because we can anchor ourselves to hope, peace, joy. For better or worse, your focus will determine your reality. If you anchor to your fear, you're going to give weight to things that don't deserve it. But if you anchor yourselves in hope and faith, we will do the opposite of being tied down. We will begin to move forward. Now, the problem is that most of us, we want to anchor ourselves in our thing called emotions. And when you anchor yourselves in emotions, you better get ready for lots of highs and lots of lows. Some of you are going to, it's almost like watching the stock market. It just depends on how everybody's feeling up and down, up and down. And you anchor yourself in emotions. You're going to be, you're going to struggle. You're going to have problems. You're going to have rough days. And if you're anchored there, where are you going to be one day or the other? Some of you, if it's like the stock market, one day it's going to be a bear market and the next day it's going to be a crash and you're going to be looking for a way out. But listen to me today. There's a place that is solid. There is a place that has stood the test of time. There is a place that false religions have risen around. There's a place that enemy combatants tried to knock out, but it's a place called Calvary, and there was a cross built there on Calvary, and it does not waver, and if you'll get your eyes anchored on Jesus, you will move forward for the glory of God. Amen. How many are thankful for a solid place in a world that isn't solid? Amen. You see, you may go into the valley, but there's something to look forward to as you're coming out. There might be a mountain in front of you, but when you crest that mountain, you don't have to wonder which direction to go because you find the cross, and that's which way you head in Jesus' name. What are you anchoring yourself to? You see, you have many choices of what to anchor your mind to, but you must determine to keep your mind anchored on the right things. A verse that you need to memorize is Philippians 4 and 8. Philippians 4 and 8 gives us choices of where to anchor our minds. Instead of on struggles and problems and sins and failures, Philippians 4 and 8 says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix or anchor your thoughts on what is true, on what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about these things because they are excellent and worthy of praise. See, some of us have, we've, we've got our minds set up with all the wrong stuff. We go to our cabinet of, of despair and we take out uh, that depression and we have a big drink of it hoping it's going to make us feel better. We take out that, oh, woe is me glass and we take a big drink hoping it's going to help us to drown our sorrows away. It's time for you to close the cabinet, put a lock on it and walk away and come over to what the Bible says, be ye not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so that you might have the joy of God in your life. Amen. And I feel this today. Some of you need to say, God, I'm hungry for more of you. Some of you need to join with me now and say, I'm tired of drinking of yesterday. Fill me up, Jesus. Fill me up, Jesus. Give me more. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 gives us a clue where we need to head to get our anchor in the right place. It says this, for the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life. And peace. Some of you just want to live. I'm trying to tell you how to find life. Set your mind. Now, the, the two words, mind and set, in the Greek could just as easily be interpreted your mindset. 
Some of us have had the wrong mindset far too long. You see, some of us have a sinner's mindset. We are waiting for our failures. We're waiting for our troubles. As a matter of fact, we can taste them coming. We know they're coming our direction. And instead of running from them, we're just getting ready because we know we've had a bad day and we're about to stumble. We're about to fall. This is about to happen. And we back down and we're all ready because we got the mindset of failure. But God sent me with a message this morning to tell you that he wants to endue you with power that will cause your mindset to begin to change so that you're not waiting for your failure. But you see failure coming and you go, whoa, you don't understand. That's not who I am anymore because God's anchored my soul in something better. Amen. So in this passage, we see where you should anchor your heart. It's in the power of the Spirit of God. Because when you anchor yourself in the power of the Spirit of God, it tells you where you'll end up. Life and peace. I want you to get this. Life and peace. And in order to set our mind on the Spirit, the words of life and peace give us a clue. You see, life and peace are the promises of the results that will happen when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. So we understand that by surrendering our lives to Christ, we begin to focus on the Spirit of God, that we no longer have to live in in an attitude of death, but we can begin to live in life. You see, some of us are so afraid of dying that we can't live. God didn't call us for that. As a matter of fact, He said one of the first signs that you really were who you are supposed to be in Christ is you're no longer worried about dying because for you to live is Christ, but to die is gain, that you're not, not afraid of what's laying ahead for you because you've already tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And if He's been good enough here, when I felt him this morning. I can't only imagine what it's going to be like when I walk through those gates and I see him face to face and I know Jesus for who he is. Amen. Amen. And how are we going to get there? We're going to anchor on the promises of God. You need to anchor yourself on the promises of God. Instead of being anchored in fear and failures, struggles and lies of the enemy that he throws your way, you need to begin to anchor yourself in the spirit of God and claim the promises of God. I want you to understand this. The Spirit of God will not lead you to defeat, but even in your defeats, He will direct you toward God's promises. When you fall and you stumble and the enemy says, whew, God's done with you. God's done with you. There's the power of the Spirit of God. When you set your mind on Him, you begin to hear Him say, though the righteous man stumbles, he gets up. You begin to hear Him say, look unto me and cast your cares upon me. I remember Peter, when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and he started sinking. And the moment he made contact back with the Lord, he walked on the water again. I think we forget that. We say, oh, Jesus pulled him back up. But they were out in the water. That means that though he stumbled, because he had Jesus in, the right, in his hand and was walking with Jesus, he had to walk where God had called him to, back to the boat. Some of you think you've blown it, but you need to get your mind set on Jesus and realize that you didn't blow your chance for God, that God is just simply going to use your scars to take you to a higher level now. Amen. You see, we must become determined to anchor our, ourselves in God's promises. You know how you accomplish that, that, that you anchor yourself in God's promise? Are you ready for this? You actually have to believe they're true. You actually have to believe. Do you believe God's promises are true? Then live like it. Let me just give you a better suggestion. Pick one and drop an anchor there. Pick a promise and say, God, your word. Some of you, some of you go, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. But remember what David said. He said, I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. And you begin to pick a promise of God that says, God, I don't know what I'm going to do in my situation, but I am your child and I'm serving you. And by the righteousness of Christ, you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Pick a promise. 
Oh, you don't understand. You're sick, you're sick, you're sick. But you don't understand. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities, and by his stripes I am healed. Pick a promise and drop an anchor there in Jesus' name. Woo! We have to become determined to believe his promises. But Pastor Don, I don't understand. I don't understand how to anchor myself into the spirit. Well, let me just teach you something about an anchor. How many fishermen do we have in here? When you find a good spot, and you want to stay there a while, what do you do? You throw that anchor out. And I don't know how many times my dad put me on the end of the boat with the anchor, and and if you didn't have a trolling motor, what do you have to do? You have to grab hold. Are you with me? You have to grab hold of that rope. Anybody ever had to do that before? And pull yourself back into line to where you want to be. Let me tell you one of the ways you're going to anchor with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Are you ready for this? Worship. When you begin to worship, in the middle of your storms, when hell is raging around you and you feel like you're about to go under, and boy, I feel him as I'm preaching this to you. What you need to do is reach out and grab hold of the rope and begin to pull on that anchor and begin. Why? Because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And when you begin to worship, what that begins to do is it begins to affect heaven's reality. And heaven's reality begins to come into your reality and it begins to change who you are. Because as you begin to worship God, man, I feel Jesus this morning. As you begin to lift up your voice unto God, the Spirit of the Lord begins to hear you calling and he sees you coming out of that problem. And I just had this image of, of Paul and Silas. Come on now. How many remember that story? Have you ever been in the darks of a dungeon? I was in Port-au-Prince, Haiti in a place called Fort Jacques and, and I went up inside the dungeon area. It was underneath the fort. It was surrounded by, it was basically just a cave and, and, and while we were there, Timon thought it would be a great idea to, to shut me in that cave. It was dark, dark. Come on now. Amen. It was so dark, it was thick dark. And as that darkness began to settle in, one thing began to come to my mind. I thought about Paul and Silas, how they woke up in that kind of darkness, thrown into the deepest dungeon, and in that kind of darkness. Can you imagine that? They wake up and their bodies are sore from from being beaten, and and, and they've got uh, chains on their arms, maybe on their legs, and and Paul rattles his for a moment, and and that stirs Silas, and Silas rattles his for a moment, and before long, they know each other's there, and and, and are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm a little sore, but I'm okay. Well, praise God, we're okay. And then they messed up because they said, praise God. And somebody said, that'd be a good idea right about now, wouldn't it? And all of a sudden, they began to worship. And the Bible says as they began to worship, that heaven began to invade their reality. Let me tell you what I mean by that. As they began to worship, because in heaven, they were free. In heaven, they were forgiven. In heaven, they were liberated. So their present reality didn't mess up with their heavenly reality. So as they began to worship, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God began to change things in the atmosphere. Listen to me now. And the Bible says that their chains fell off of them and they walked out free, man. Why? Because the power of God set them free because of what they began to do was remind themselves of a heavenly promise that took control of their earthly promise. Now, listen to me. You might be facing hell and I'm sorry I'm so excited this morning, but I feel it burning down in my soul. Some of you are facing the darkness of despair. What you need to do is stop looking and worrying and struggling and anchoring yourself in darkness and Look up to God from which your help comes and begin to worship and begin to pull down a heavenly anointing. Begin to change your reality. Pastor Don, God just doesn't work like that. You haven't been where I've been. I've been to the places that the devil said, I'm going to kill your family. But greater was my God. My God is able. You need to invite God into your situation. He will change your environment. 
I feel a word from God in AP nap. Come on now, amen. My question for you today, though, is what are you anchored to? Where are you anchored? What are you allowing? My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. Wanna, some of you are anchored in a bottle, and that's why you keep pulling your way back to it. You keep pulling yourself back to despair. My goodness. You can't get away from that person that keeps flirting with you because you're anchored to them. You're anchored to the wrong place. The Bible says, anchor yourself. Set your mind on the Holy Spirit of God and you will find life. And peace will come into your heart and soul. And I feel this. So what are you anchored to? Well, the experts say that you have between 50,000 and 70,000 thoughts every day. So let's take an average. About 60,000 thoughts a day. Out of those 60,000 thoughts, we're also told that not, psychologists teach us that 98 to 99% of our thoughts are all habitual thoughts. So in other words, you're thinking the same thing today that you thought yesterday, the day before, and the day before, and the day before. And you'll think that way unless you have some kind of a radical change that changes your way of thinking. Can I just tell you what just dropped in my heart? Until you see the truth. So if the overwhelming majority of your life you're spent thinking about things the same way you've always thought about things, why are we amazed when we continue to end up in the same places that we've ended up before? You see, when we're thinking about the wrong things, we need to begin to allow the Holy Spirit to change who we are. We need the Holy Spirit to do a new thing within us. Can I get an amen? We need to become determined to learn to think differently. We need to open up to learning what God has, has been doing and allow Him to teach us what He wants to do. I want to just ask you today, how many of you will join with me today and you'll say, Holy Spirit, teach me what it means to have my mind set on you. Holy Spirit, I'm not asking you for something of yesterday. I'm asking you for what you want to do today. Let us have our minds set on you. You see, we've got to move forward. 12% of what we think about even though we're thinking about the same things we've been thinking about for our future overwhelmingly, but 12% of our thoughts are futuristic. But usually even those thoughts are, are hampered because we've anchored ourselves in yesterday and we're so determined not to repeat yesterday that we can't actually see hope for tomorrow. But the Holy Spirit wants to lead you into all truth. He wants to take you, to, take you past the lies of your past into the hope of your future. Now one of the reasons we can't move forward is the scientists have also studied us now, and thanks to your smartphone that's actually making you dumber, thanks to social media, it has been, they've studied that, that during your waking hours, most, most adults are 46.9% more likely to be mentally absent when they are physically present. You see, what's happening is you're checking out even as you check in. I'm not dumb. Many of you aren't even here right now. But it's time to check back into your life. The same study proved that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. You see, the Holy Spirit's not looking to affect you because of somebody's social media post. The Holy Spirit wants to change your now so that you'll begin to affect the environment around you. He's wanting you to bring life and peace where you go. Can I just, my goodness, this is birthed in my heart. Here's the problem. 
Most of us have so little of a life and so little peace, we can't share it with anybody else. But God didn't call us just to have a little bit of life and peace. He called us to be filled with his spirit. And when you're filled with the spirit of God, you can be dropping life everywhere you go. You can be sending peace everywhere you go and sow it into others' lives. Feel this this morning. The overwhelming majority of your thoughts are negative. Roughly 80-something percent of your thoughts are negative. If that be the case, then out of 60,000 thoughts, 48,000 of your thoughts every day are negative. Where you're putting your anchor. When does that start? When your feet hit the ground and you feel the ache? When you look in the mirror? When you think about having to go to work? Where does the negative start? We're thinking on the wrong things. We have our anchors in the wrong places. Listen to Romans chapter 14, verse number 17. Tells us where to change our mindset to. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, I need to revert back just a little bit. Where I was raised, they didn't quote it like that. They didn't say righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. They said it like this, righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they felt it. They felt it. I have not come to preach some gospel to you that you have to go out and try to process to try to figure out if it's real. I believe in the power of God's Spirit that will manifest Himself in signs and wonders to change your life. I believe that if you ask God to fill you with His Spirit, begin to change your mind, your life is going to begin to improve. Peace is going to come to your home because it's a promise of God and I've dropped my anchor there. Love and joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. If you've been following after the flesh, You've allowed this life to take you along with the current. And that's why you've had some of the crashes that you've had. God didn't promise you there'd be no rapids when you get saved. But he promised you the spirit that will, watch this, lead you into all truth. Some of us, our anchor is on the wrong side of the boat. We're anchored back there. and God's saying, use it. Use the Holy Ghost. Throw it out in front of you and let me bring you through that battle. Throw it out in front of you and let me bring you into your calling. Throw it out in front of you and let me bring you to a new place. Throw it, I got blessings for you. Believe my promises. Grab hold of that promise. Pull yourself toward the one who's worthy to be anchored in. Bow your heads with me. We've been anchored in the wrong place, church. What a simple message and I'm sure I'll teach again soon but I, I feel felt to preach this this morning that's what he called me to be and he empowered me to be was to be a preacher but I want to be louder this morning than the devils in hell that are trying to keep you back I want you to hear my voice and the voice of the Holy Spirit even greater over every demonic stronghold that's calling your name now, telling you to get out of this environment that's right with anointing because it doesn't want to let go of you. But I'm going to tell you by the power of Jesus, if you'll set your mind on the Holy Ghost, you will be free. Who here would say with me, Pastor? I want more of the Spirit of God. I want to anchor myself in God's promises this year. Can I see your hand? That's you, the overwhelming 
majority of people here. Father, you see our hands. We want you. My goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. It is not by accident. It is not by accident God sent this message today. He protected and guarded it for today. He has something for you this year. He wants to take you somewhere. He wants to bring you into His promises. He wants to change who you are. And it will only happen when you trust in Him. Father, I pray for each of these. Change their hearts as you're changing mine. And Lord, let us not focus uh, on just anything, but let us focus on you. Would you put your hands down and keep your heads bowed for just a moment? I don't know why this just came to my heart, but I feel to share this before I give this last portion of our altar service today. You know, I had to ask my kids, what do you want? What do you want? Whatever, whatever. And I thought, well, you're going to get whatever. Sometimes you have to ask specifically. One of my children sends me links, says order it here. It is time for you to ask specifically this morning. The Holy Spirit of God is moving. Somebody needs to specifically say, I want my mind set on the Spirit. I want the Spirit of God to just fill my heart and change my life. Be specific. Be, be, be determined. I, this is what I want. There's a link. There is a link to exactly what you want, and it's called the promise of God from His Word. I don't know why He stopped me and, and said, you need to tell them that, but somebody needs to get that. You've been going, bless me, bless me, bless me. And God's like, what do you want? What do you want? Here's your chance. I want the Holy Ghost and power in my life. I want to live. I want peace. I want to know you, Jesus, like never before. This is your time. Some of you said you've got to drop anchor in a different place, but I, I want to know who will be specific. So I want the power of the Holy Spirit of God in my life. Can I see your hand? Whew. My God, my God, my God. Put your hands down. We're going to do a little different this morning. Just, just, if you're right near somebody, just lay your hand on them. Just put, put, reach out and don't bother them, but just put your hand on their shoulder. Whew. Holy Ghost. The Word says that by the laying on of hands, they receive this. Father God, I thank you for what you're going to do. And there's been so many this morning. My God, my God, my God. I thank you, Holy Ghost, as we make connection in the heavenlies. Father, as these are connected together, one upon the other, God, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit of God to act like a conduit through us. Lord, let us be a conduit and move into our brothers and sisters in this place. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your anointing and your grace. Lord, we're asking you. Your word says that the promise of the Spirit of God is for all who believe in Christ, even those who are afar off. And we, thousands of years later, are dropping our anchor on this promise. We will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy is the Lord. If you're in this place today, you say, Pastor Don, I want God to change my life. This is the right atmosphere. This is the time. This is the place.
God sees what's going on in your home and He is able to heal it by the power of the Holy Spirit. God sees what you're facing at work and He's able to deliver you by the power of His Spirit. There, my goodness, He is still showing up in the fire. He hears your cry in the darkness and it is He that dances over you and whispers His love to you. Great is our God. Mighty is our King. Awesome is our Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. How many are thankful for the Holy Spirit of God? Amen. Amen. You can do better than hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.